Welcome back to another episode of When the Going Gets Tough. You mother toughers. I'm going to milk that until it's not fun anymore. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're back with Sean and a special guest. Sean, I'm handing Hey, guys. The floor is yours. Welcome back to the pod. Um, and today we have an especially close guest to me, my sister, Heather Kate. Hello. <laughs> not only is Heather. My name's not Heather Kate anymore. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude. Word... Legally, I am Word now... fart. I totally botched that. <laughs> That's not that bad. I mean, it's like recent. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I went to the DMV yesterday. I mean, from 23 years of my life, it was. Heather Kate. Heather yeah, Kate. I don't think so that's really I get that pass. embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Heather just got married a month and a half after me. So not that it's a competition, but we did get there first. Not that it's a competition, <laughs> but I'm losing, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam's behind. Um, Heather is not only um, an intellectual monster, she's also a physical beast. Um, I don't want to spoil too much of what she has to say, but I will take uh, pretty much all the credit for her athletic career. Um <laughs> Not really. She actually played. <laughs> she actually was my lacrosse inspiration as a young, young boy. Many a many an afternoon watching her play soccer and lacrosse when I was like four and she was like eleven. Yeah, you know, we got a little oh, seven year age gap. So, but somehow as adults we managed to become great friends, and I also yeah. got uh, got Heather into some some athleticism got her to move to lynchburg mm-hmm. yeah that's the crazy one yeah that's, that's a, a big crazy one, one. <laughs> so tell us about yourself okay well hello i'm heather Wright now <laughs> wait quick question is are you is your maiden name now your middle name or is it just your maiden name so i had to keep all my names i'm heather noel kate Wright. okay so Sean, you were fully wrong she's still heather kate and now all the people who love calling me heather kate can still kind of call me that it kind of sounds like a college it sounds like a small pennsylvania virginia private college (laughs) yeah Yeah, for my pen name i'm wondering if i should be like hnc right you should name your kid something starting with a u so she could be uncw like (laughs) (laughs) that's funny Sorry, sorry. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm 30 years old. I just got married. I'm from Annapolis, Maryland, like Sean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we played lacrosse. We played soccer. They give you a stick at the hospital when you're born. Yeah. And, and, yeah literally. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Get started. Yeah, I remember it when I was 11. I was in sixth grade. I was terrible at lacrosse, and then something clicked the next year where I like actually knew how to like cradle and throw and catch and stuff but I played defense they always put me on defense and I always wanted to score the goals so badly put me on attack come on come on let me cook yeah in (laughs) soccer I played in soccer I played midfield and so I got to maybe sometimes take a few shots take a few penalty kicks but then I quit soccer because I was more afraid of the soccer ball hitting me than the mm. lacrosse ball for some reason. It kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, it really yeah. doesn't make lacrosse sense. Lacrosse balls hurt way more. I would get so, if I was like running up to somebody about to kick a soccer ball, like on the opposite team, I would just get so nervous. Like wow. I would like run up and then back off because I thought they were going to hit me in the face or something. Also, it's so really like, weird. We've, I don't know if we talked about this, but girls lacrosse is the dumbest setup ever it's so boring why don't they have helmets yeah no helmets. if you get domed in the head with a lacrosse ball you could be like permanently damaged 
Well, they've yeah. thought about doing helmets like multiple times. They've gone back on it and gone forward with it. Like they're going to take steps to do helmets because like you can still it, it check. Just and like hockey, across. let the girls play. But it's like, like guys lacrosse, you're going to miss a check every once in a while and just bonk somebody in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're a girl, it's like that's a stick straight to the head versus. That happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Exactly. So, oh, and I swam. I swam for like, oh, I don't know, almost 10 years or so wow. um, in the summers. So I had like a general level of fitness growing up. Um, but I really didn't like exercising off season. My coaches would say like, go running. And I would run around a block in our neighborhood, which in hindsight was probably like barely a quarter mile. Yeah, it was probably like, like I'd run around. The, I'd be like, I'm tired. <laughs> I remember your guys Four little block too. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and, and, um, and then I lived in New York City for eight and a half years and there you just have a general level of of like cardio because you're walking everyone everywhere. in new york city is like an yeah. endurance like yeah. zone one oh yeah you're walking like minimum 10k yeah exactly like there would be days when i walked like six miles and Jeez. it's just but you're not like oh i'm gonna go walk six miles today you're just like i gotta go to work and then i'm going to the grocery yeah store, and, and if- i'm gonna go to my friend's house and mm-hmm. then i'm gonna go home and then you're standing around. Yeah, you're going up and down subway steps. You're going up and down steps to your apartment. Like, it's crazy how much leaner I was. In Moving New together York. into that like fourth fourth floor walk up apartment it was brutal. Yeah, yeah. We would ask people to help us move and feel really bad about it because <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> but um, like but I loved it. Kind of like a credit. Yeah, that's right. Oh, a little hint, a little segue. So, anyways, yeah, I. <laughs> I now do CrossFit. That is my the big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like the thing that like clicked for you. So I guess yeah. it kind of sounds similar to like, I feel like a lot of people have the same thing where you said you're in the city and like unintentionally, as you said, you're like, oh, I was leaner. Like just from like your neat uh, training. Style. Which, it was that yeah. non-anaerobic exercise? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's aerobic. I, yeah, well, I, I think- forget what neat stands for, but. I don't know. I feel like, but sorry, I feel like a lot of people like can relate to that when it comes to college because they'll walk to all their classes and they walk a ton and then they leave college and they go hop into a nine to five immediately. And they're like, wow, this is so much harder to like maintain a healthy lifestyle when you're really changing your diet. Yeah, exactly. You're sitting at a desk. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. That's kind of cool. I just thought that was definitely something people would relate to. I know so many people that get out of college and they're like, this is hard. I sit all the time. And you're like, yeah, I know. It's like, you don't really do much unless you're intentional. You have to find, I feel like you have to find something. You have to find a thing or you just will be sedentary, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And I would fight that. Like, so yeah, when I moved to Lynchburg, I got a nine to five office job and I, I would just, I didn't like exercising before work because I wasn't really a morning person. So I'd get home from work and I'd just like use what little willpower was left to like go on a three mile run or go on a walk or do some yoga on from YouTube. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it was really a struggle. Like I just did not have a consistent workout routine until I started CrossFit and some like so many things clicked for me with that to the point that I now exercise at the CrossFit gym at least three times a week um which for CrossFit unless you unless you're being competitive like that's kind of enough you don't really need to do more than three times four four would be the sweet spot but um but yeah I'm just busy (laughs) are you you usually like spacing out your sessions with the rest day yeah I do so 
Well, it's funny. So um, when I first started CrossFit. Tell us about your journey. Yeah, the journey. Okay, quick journey story. So I used to just, I don't know. think. Why did you start doing CrossFit? Yeah. Okay. So one, I'm I'm scared of gyms. Fair. Like machines scare me. I don't know how to use them. I feel like an idiot. Soccer and then balls, I feel like machines. People... It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a list of others around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. We'll put them in the show notes. Um, <laughs> if you're afraid of these things, reach out to Heather. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, and I just kind of scoffed at CrossFitters. I thought they like had this, I don't know, this vibe that I had no interest in in joining. And but then Sean's friend Jacob was telling me one week in early January 2022, he said, yeah, we're having free friends and family week. Just come by. And the thing is, the CrossFit gym was in the building of my office. So it literally like I walk out my office door to the Super CrossFit gym. Oh, wow. Like I really couldn't say no to at least trying it out. And I was curious, like I'd I'd been working at this office for more than six months and seeing people in and out of the CrossFit gym. So I was like, OK, I'll give it a try. And then. The, the owner of the CrossFit gym also is a part owner of the building. So he'd always come through our office. Like I tried one class and I was like, that was hard. I'm so sore. Cool. I did it. You know, I tried something new. What'd you guys do in that class? I think we did like wall balls and wall walks. Ugh. Like wall walks on your first it's where you're laying on the ground and then you walk yourself up backwards with your feet above your okay. head on the wall. So like and a handstand, body. correct? Yeah. You're doing a handstand facing the wall. And Jacob was coaching that day. Like I went to one of the classes he was coaching. He was so nice and like encouraging. And everyone was super friendly. Um, but I kind of thought that was it. And then Jared, the gym owner, would walk through our office to fix things. And he'd be like, hey, we need to get together. We need to like, let's do your onboarding. Let's go for it. And it's just- Good salesman. Oh, it's so hard to say no to Jared. It's like, you can't, you can't. You're just like, okay. He also sells insurance. Yeah. Mm, learned it somewhere. Um. <laughs> So anyways, I was like, okay, sure. I'll give this a try. And the whole time, I don't know the, the cost. Like they're not telling me how much a monthly membership is very intentionally. So I go through three onboarding sessions and at the end, Jared tells me how much it costs. And I'm just like, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to be fit. I'm ready to push myself. I sit 40 hours a week. Like I can walk down here to the 430 class every afternoon. And I just, I just kind of went for it, but I remember being so lost <laughs> in the classes. Oh, yeah. You're kind of watching everybody do the movements and you're like, am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah. They're starting to do like, um, like barbell cycling with snatches and stuff. And I'm just back there with the training barbell that weighs like 15 pounds. And I'm like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, um, but, but I mean, the coaches are great. Everyone's so great. So like, it was a long learning process. It probably took me more than six months to like do a snatch properly, but, um, to perform a snatch. <laughs> well, that's how it should be though. I would say. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you didn't mention anything close to weightlifting. Nope. When it comes to your experience and then also going into CrossFit, it's not just weightlifting. It's like Olympic lifts and like mm-hmm. full so range of motion barbell movements yeah. yes. where it's like, unless you're like usually intentionally training like Olympically or powerlifting, you're not doing those movements. 100%. So I would keep, I would keep the weight really, really light. And I would just every single class that we were doing a lift, I would pull a coach over and I'd be like, Hey, watch me. Like, tell me what That's I'm so doing. Good. Like, 
And I was just super intentional about that for a long time to the point that it's like part of my reputation at the gym to be just like a, a, a stickler for form. It's yeah. That's great. That's, that's probably the best thing you could have. I think that's like always the one where you're like, I mean, CrossFit, I would agree with you when you said like you, the vibe initially, you're like, oh, CrossFit people. Like, it's almost like the same vibe I would get from like, like mega church things where it's like, it's not necessarily a bad vibe, but it's like very clicky and niche. Very specific. And so I'd always think like, they'd be like off put off putting and like, not like open, but it's like the exact opposite. But Mm -hmm. I, I also would always worry with CrossFit. I'm like, it's such like heavy explosive movements and you're doing so many reps. It's like, that's so scary. Don't you think you would like mess up your form and like people wouldn't pay attention but as you said it's like if you go into it with the intention of mastering the form you will master it because there's plenty of coaches wandering around to help yeah exactly it's like the beauty of the the class format and everything and I mean there are people who hurt themselves and sometimes when I'm watching other people do stuff I'm like 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 you have way too much weight on your overhead squat and you're not getting below parallel like Mm -hmm. take weight off and get your butt down okay (laughs) you start seeing like the back arch in certain movements and you're like okay so bad i feel like heather and i are like so similar and so complete opposite in (laughs) every way if that makes any sense because the reason why she can succeed in those first six months at a crossfit gym is because she's not it's it wasn't a competition you weren't like trying to impress anyone no you just a you were probably afraid of getting hurt and b you just wanted to do it right Mm -hmm. and so like I mean but if you think about being a stickler for form like from like a rowing background like Adam and I both know there's nothing Mm -hmm. more ugly than bad rowing form right and like if you're in a gym and you see someone doing something impressive but it looks wrong it's like there's a reason it looks wrong, right? And so I don't know, I don't think there should be any like award for like moving insane weight with like really, like the dream is where like the intersection of like beautiful form and a lot of weight because you should mm-hmm. be able to like move the most yeah. weight the most effectively if you're doing it right, right. Right, which is like amazing when that starts to click when you're like, oh, I, I'm this didn't feel as hard as I thought it would with all this weight on it because I've got the form down. Like, because in my clean and jerk, I'm not pulling with my arms. I'm, I'm bringing the power from my legs and my Mm -hmm. hinge and like, and yeah, it's like when that stuff starts to click, it's like super satisfying. Um, yeah. Yeah. And to answer your question earlier too, as far as like sort of, rest days and stuff like that um I I went to so like I used to just Jared told me aim for three times a week and I would go two times during the week and one time on Saturdays (laughs) and I'd be like okay phew I did it (laughs) check in the box but then yeah exactly but then I one I was kind of interested in someone who wasn't interested in me and so we stopped hanging out and then I was like well I've got nothing better to do than go to the CrossFit gym (laughs) villain so, arc activated. how bad did he hurt you and it's like yeah. other deadlifting six Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I started going five days a week and then I was just and I was making friends it was like a social hour like see people hang out chat and then I started realizing oh we're doing wait eight week wait cycles where we test a max and then we bring the weight down we do a bunch of reps we work on form and eight weeks later we test again And that's when I started being really particular about the days I would go. I would always, if I'm going to go only three times, 
because then life got busy again. I couldn't go five days a week. I'm going to go on the wait days because I really, that's what I love. I mean, it's fun. The wad, the workout of the day is fun and hard. And there's a lot of like weightlifting in that too, but I love lifting. Yeah. Yeah. It's mixed. It's like cardio and weights. Whereas like, yeah, I discovered I love lifting after barely having picked up a 10 pound dumbbell before I was 29 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's like super satisfying. So good for you. Like I, especially for women. Yeah. Like bone density Mm -hmm. and just like delaying osteoporosis and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good for your hormones too. Just like yeah. it regulates mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. 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 And on off days, I try to walk, I try to do yoga. And like you said, motion is lotion. So motion when I'm super sore, I try to like get some active recovery in. Yeah, Tell us about great. when you were going five days a week and you were kind of like burning out a little bit. Ooh, five days a week. Yeah. So you mentioned, or I guess Sean, said like I wasn't concerned with the competition at first and that is so true like we have an app where you can upload your scores and it's fun because you can like give each other fist bumps on the app which you're supposed to do after class in person as well you're supposed to give everybody a fist bump (laughs) community community I really wasn't I would I would kind of log my scores but it was more just to keep track especially with weightlifting like you'll if you test a max the next week it'll be like 60 percent of your heavy so you have to know your heavy to know what you're going to put on the bar the following weeks so I I started keeping track and then one day somebody said to me she said I'm always so close like you're always a few seconds ahead of me finishing the wad and I was like people are looking at my scores what Mm. (laughs) like it just was so foreign to me that I would like compare my score to somebody else's but then as soon as she said that I started doing it and I noticed I was like oh I am kind of high up on the leaderboard like I am I'm like in the top 10 of women and and then it kind of got to my head so (laughs) yeah so I would go in five days a week and I would go hard um and I was in I I was in great shape I was the leanest I have ever been I think I had like 25% 25% body fat or something <clears throat> but yeah, I remember Heather wearing a tank top one day <laughs> in the summer and I was like damn Heather like you're like she grabbed your head biceps head. are huge <laughs> I was like what what am I doing I, like, I got, I got like, those, like those dimples in my shoulders when I like lift you know when I lift Cap my arms yeah, 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 that's yeah. yeah whatever that stuff is called yeah <laughs> your side it's your side delt yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so it was, it was funny I started getting comments and I was like but I just, I mean, like I said, it was just literally my therapy. Um, but I wasn't eating super healthy at that point either. I was just, I just realized I needed to eat. I needed mm. to eat way more than I'd ever eaten. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, You're probably burning so many calories. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it's, the level of intensity is like, mm-hmm. it's going to bring that up. Yeah. Well, and also, and that- if you're doing strength training, it's like, yes, you said you got to eat more than you've ever eaten because like in order to start building muscle up, you have to be at a surplus. Yeah. So it's like, you're just eating to eat so that your muscles grow at all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when I'd started CrossFit, I was kind of doing this like blend of intermittent fasting and like whole 30. And then once I started going five days a week, that's when I realized like, oh, I can't fast anymore. Like mm-hmm. I just need to eat 
at least three meals a day. I started doing protein shakes like right after class. Um, but yeah, then I started dating Ben and life got busy and I couldn't go. I had a crazy like patchwork schedule. So I didn't go at four 30 every day. And Mm -hmm. that was sort of like my lowest involvement was, um, fall of 2023. Um, and Jared was really encouraging me, like, just come at least three times. Like, just everybody can find, Don't you know, it's like, because you can't go five days a week. Yeah. Just come as many mm-hmm. times as you can. He's like, even one day is better than none. That's um, and so that's kind of the, the minimum I set for myself now, but I think it is ultimately more healthy for me to do that than, than to kind of beat my body. up like, yeah, I was totally. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. And it, yeah, I think it's, it's a little bit countercultural at CrossFit. Like, even though they say you should only go three times, you don't like three times is kind of a good goal. There are a lot of people who go four to five days a week, even six. And those are the people who are like getting into the competition range. And I'm my strength level. I'm kind of on the edge. Like if I went five days a week, I could compete. Hmm. Um, But it's just, I'm just not interested in that. Yeah. So the competition system is really interesting to me. I'm not sure I like fully understand how it works. There are like different competitions you can do. And then there's a yearly CrossFit open, which happens in February. And then you like move up through the levels to like the in-person open, but you have to be like super fit for that. So we actually sent our gym, sent somebody. Who was that? Her name is Betsy Vanderbaugh and she's in like her sixties or seventies. So she's in like the master's. And I think she won. <laughs> I don't know. She's she's like a beast. It's crazy. She's doing like handstand walks that. and stuff. It's kind of funny that her last name is Van something because I think every single big women's CrossFitter's last name is Van something, isn't it? Yeah, really? Is it like they're from a certain, I don't I think know, so. I think it's country? Like, there's a lot of girls from Iceland, I'm pretty sure. And then I think it's Holland, so like the Netherlands. Mm. I think that's what the Van's from. The vans, yeah. But I don't know. I, that that might just be like a total. So the Masters champion was Laura. Okay. Hoth- but it's probably the age group, right? Well, let's do Grant. It's probably she's probably in the just Grand look Masters. up Betsy. Yeah. Um. That's interesting. So I guess what you were saying is it's like the workout of the day and like that type of like CrossFit circuit system wasn't really your like full interest. You were more interested in like the actual Olympic lifting. Which I, yeah, it, I think I started out, I was, I was more, when I first started CrossFit, I was more focused on the wad um, and just like doing, I mean, I had to scale everything, obviously RX is like super intense. I still often don't do RX workouts cause I can't do a pull-up without, I, I can do like one pull-up, <laughs> but if there's 10 pull-ups on a workout, I need a band. So I'm always scaling things and there's like absolutely no shame in that, but Um, but then it kind of shifted to Olympic lifting as I discovered that I was good at it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a really interesting process. I mean, I know you guys have gone through that and can speak to the process of like discovering that you're good at a physical activity, Mm -hmm. but it was, I think for me, it was just crazy. Cause like we've been saying, I had not been lifting weights. I'd never touched a barbell before I was 29 And then here I am like six months in realizing that I have like really good form. I'm super mobile. Like I get way below parallel and like 
can like keep my chest up and my arms straight and like overhead squats and stuff. And I would have coaches comment like about my form. And I, one of our coaches, Phil was like, you should get an Olympic lifting coach. And I was like, isn't that what you are? <laughs> like, yeah, aren't you coaching no. me? <laughs> um, cool. But it was like, yeah, it's kind of this slow realization as people. And that's the cool thing about working out in community is that they're like able to affirm what you're good at. And then like I literally I wouldn't have noticed if nobody said anything because one for one thing we don't have mirrors in the gym <laughs> mm, interesting yeah which I love I mean it can be a little hard when you're trying to figure out form so we'll take videos for each other but it really is not about how you look it's about your skill level yeah because I was going to say the only thing I would be like concerned about was what you just said which is like form but if you got people just taking videos of you or like helping you with that. That's, that's fine. But yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Cause then you're not, I mean, like, if you think about it, <clears throat> when you're doing a compound movement, like you shouldn't be like eyeing yourself in the mirror. Like you can't turn your head. You gotta be like eyes forward, you know, neck straight. Like, well, if you're squatting, really you can still look head on and make yeah, sure you're you not can like see. teetering over or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. A squat. Yeah. Squats are probably the ones that would make the most sense to be doing it in a mirror and and like I have since I started worked out in other gyms that had mirrors and I did it was interesting it was like an interesting experience to be doing yeah like, like clean and jerks it with yeah. in front of a mirror but but I think it's cool because it teaches when you don't have the mirror it teaches you this like body awareness that mm. I mean you get that when you do a lot of like yoga where yeah. you're like paying attention to mint based like on how it feels awareness. yeah yeah yeah, there's a lot to that of like, there's a lot of like connections that you can make in your nervous system, like kinetically that mm -hmm. like, it's, it's really hard science to like speak on objectively because so much of it is like individual and based off of feel. But I even noticed like when I, like I have a lot of like asymmetrical like pain in my legs when I run sometimes because like my hips are off or something like that. And I can actually like really, it's like mind muscle connection, right? Like I can really mm -hmm. think about like, I want to like activate this right side of my hips. That is just not like, it's clearly not firing. Like it's not, it's not really like doing its part in the system. And like, when I really think about it, it's almost like I can feel the strain start mm -hmm. to like wake up mm -hmm. in that area. <laughs> I feel like you do without like, like the more you practice doing that, the more you can do it without thinking about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It becomes second nature when you're deadlifting, like keeping your chest up and because you're like visualizing what yeah. you look like yeah. in your own mind yeah. when you're doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You want your back to be like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, squeeze your shoulder blades together, like chest up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, I think what you're saying, Sean, with like, no, understanding the connection, I think that's one area where a lot of people that say you're because you're running Sean majority you're not really yeah. doing any lifting even if it's bodybuilding or compound like you just haven't really ventured in that area like wholeheartedly yet or wholeheartedly so I think that's an area where I think lifting is unmatched just understanding the connections and areas I think yoga is also great for it because it is this form of like strength training too but yeah. like actually putting pressure on the area with a weight is just different like it, it'll immediately fire and you're like, oh, okay. I understand now where this is coming <laughs> from. 
or it's like oh i understand what movements force this and it's like then you just figure out like kind of how your body functions and more of a yeah what's something that either of you guys have done where you're like i didn't know i had muscles there like for me it's like rock climbing you're like I didn't know that like my back could hurt like that (laughs) or like, I don't know. I I feel like swimming is like that too, where you're like, bro, cause you're just using these little tiny stabilizers, but lifting too. Like, I think we went to, we went to a gym in the off season for rowing a CrossFit gym. Mm -hmm. And this is like my only experience with CrossFit. And I actually, I liked it, but I just always felt like I was about to get hurt because I was just rushing through I was Too way more concerned about yeah. like, yeah, where I was competitively than like doing Sean shows. and I both. And so it just like didn't really work out for me. I like, I think if I had better co- and the co- like the coaching wasn't no offense to those coaches, but it wasn't great. I mean, they, they kind they of They weren't knew. like CrossFit coaches either or lifting yeah. coaches. Yeah. I really think our rowing coaches just came in there and they were like, all right, guys, this do some is squats. The workout. Yeah. yeah. Squats, barbell rows, have fun. And you're like, okay, yeah. yeah, but I do feel like, yeah, you, you activate way more specific. You can feel it. Yeah. Like I've been sore in my feet before. If we're doing a bunch of like clean and jerks, <laughs> my feet hurt. Cause I'm like coming up on my toes repetitively with weight up on my upper body yeah. or like, um, yeah, you're like working and my hip ass. flexors. Like I didn't know. I didn't, People, when I was running, because I ran a little bit in New York and I did a couple half marathons and that was like, the, those were the times I was the most regular with training as if I was training for a race. But um, my friends would complain about their hip flexors and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and now I know like, oh, these are my hip flexors and they are sore. Yeah, yeah it, it's so funny how like you become, I always wonder, I'm like, am I? Everybody always think they're like, you're always getting injured so much. You're always hurt. And I said, I'm like, I don't think I'm hurting any more than anybody else. I just think I'm more aware. So I know what's happening. And then I'm hyper-focused on it because I am always hyper-focused on my body. Yeah. I connected that so strongly because I think I've experienced firsthand what it feels like to be really in tune with my body. And then when I'm not training, I'm like, oh, it kind of go, it goes away, right? Or at least it mm-hmm. feels like it does. And then you start running, and you're like, ah, like this chronic pain in my butt, like my freaking piriformis, like wasn't hurting when I wasn't working out. Now it hurts like a bitch. And you're just like, <laughs> like ah, just it's so frustrating. But also, that's just proves your point. It's like when you're not exercising regularly, you don't know what's kind of dormantly wrong with your with your kinetics and your you know your kinetic change yeah i feel like that about nutrition as well like i feel when i'm training really hard what i put in my body has a noticeable impact on how i feel yeah oh yeah where you're like you're training you're training really hard and you eat like garbage and then the next like session you're like not eating that ever again i never forget i went on a run that I had eaten two Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Chick-fil-A sandwiches are not for lunch. <laughs> two Chick-fil-A sandwiches for lunch and a large fry. And probably actually I, I didn't really drink soda in college, but I don't think I, yeah. So just, just the sandwiches. And I remember going for that run and being like, I feel like someone put glue in all of my like 
in my knee joints and my elbow joints and my <laughs> shoulders. I feel like someone just like filled my shoes with sand. It was horrible. And then like, I was like, I'm never eating Chick-fil-A before mm. like a multiple hour run again. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you have to run for like more than an hour to realize like, oh, I feel like crap because mm-hmm. of what I ate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like I have to train five days a week at the gym to realize yeah. like, oh, that that fast food like really is poisoning me. Yeah. Well, I think I think the cool thing with strength training and eating is like Heather can probably relate to this, but like when you're eat, uh, you're lifting and then like your muscles are pumped from in a certain area and then you eat like say carbohydrates or you eat protein, like I swear I can you then feel your glycogen storage is going back up. So it's like if you just did a bunch of squats and your quads, your glutes and your hammies are like pumped up and like shaking. And then you eat a bunch of carbs again, your legs are going to fill up, like literally fill up with like water and other things. So it's almost like I almost physically feel the food. Maybe it's like, yeah, it's like you feel placebo. No, but yeah, but, but it's like at the same time, it's like, if I'm really hitting my nutritional goals, like my protein number and the the amount of carbohydrates I want to eat in a day, like I swear, I just like, feel and look different like I feel my muscles like I don't know benefiting I guess you could say I think it's probably mental but even if it is it's like been helpful it's gotta be it's funny it's it's funny you say that because for me I mean I'm still trying to figure the nutrition out especially because like I just hit two years doing CrossFit and I've had like varying sort of dietary practices throughout that time um but like for women, I mean, we're not going to the gym trying to be pumped, but we get pumped. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And and like the pump. And it's funny because someone else, someone recently joined, and I heard overheard Jared and a friend talking about how much like weight she's dropped. And I'm like, tell her not to buy small fitting clothes right now. Because what happens when you do CrossFit is you drop a bunch of your body fat and then you start building muscle. So mm-hmm. I made the massive mistake of shopping for like clothes that were slim and like tight fitting like four months into CrossFit and then I started building muscle and then I started going less and I put on some more fat like my fat content is higher now than it was so like that's part of it if you're not eating super healthy but you're working out a lot like you will bulk up and Mm -hmm. and it's I'm still learning like I'm still learning to let go of this sort of like, uh, you know, the cultural idea of like a slim woman. Like I, in my wedding dress, like you can see my back muscles. You can see my like biceps (laughs) and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thin, I'm not thin, you know? And so, but it's like, I have to remember why I'm doing it. Like I'm not doing CrossFit to be, a Barbie doll, like I'm doing CrossFit for longevity and mm-hmm. for strength and, and like overall f- health and fitness. And so, um, even though like literally right now I'm starting a whole 30 just to like reset my diet, like I'm curious to see what happens because in the past when I've done a whole 30, I wasn't lifting weights and I was just skinny again. And now I'm like, what's going to happen when I'm cutting out like sugar and Mm -hmm. like simple carbs? Um, I don't know. It's it's an experiment to see if to see. I know I will get more lean, but I don't know how much like the shape of my legs and my shoulders are going to change. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because you touched on like. Oh, there. Hello. 
Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Uh, well, you start again. No, you're good. You're good. You touched on the fact of like the, I guess the fear of becoming bulky where it's like, I mean, I've talked to my sisters and like a couple other people who've like talked about lifting and I've always recommended lifting. I'm like, you should lift heavy weights. Like it's great for you. It's healthy for to put on skeletal muscle. But then the number one fear is I don't want to get too big. I don't want to get too bulky. And like Sean and I have talked about this before where I'm like, it's hard to get like really jacked really fast. But yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you though, where it's like, it's like everything else. It is like 80% diet. Like if you like for the whole 30, if you're hitting your protein numbers, you shouldn't lose muscle. Yeah. But it's like, if you're cutting yeah. out complex, like complex sugars and things like that, it's like some of the bloating and water weight and things like that will yeah. start to drop down. So you're going to look leaner, but then it's, it's not necessarily like the bulky look that people would traditionally think. So I think it's good to like have that distinction between right. like lifting weights doesn't make you like big it'll make you toned and look athletic and good and then i don't know diet is a good balance between both of those yeah absolutely yeah it's I okay think, to keep yeah can i risk yeah i want to respond to yeah, that because yeah. like um yeah i already have like a curvy shape and so for me like building out my glutes and my thighs just kind of like accentuated what was already there. And I have to remember that because I'll see girls in the gym who are taller and leaner a little more naturally. Whereas I'm literally, I'm five feet tall and I am curvy. So, so it's kind of like the muscles built out the natural shape, but I'm absolutely hoping that like I lose some fat and I get my body. So it kind of, I think what lifting can do is like, it'll fill out your muscles, but it doesn't change. Like if you're eating healthy, it's not totally changing the shape you were given, but I just, I'm just learning to be okay with the fact that like, yeah, I can back squat 195 pounds. So I have thick thighs yeah. <laughs> because they were already thick to begin with. And then I just put more muscle onto them. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, I don't know. I mean, everything also is just like, so I like what you said where it's like, it's your body type. And a lot of times you're just gonna not like change that, but almost like emphasize certain things. And it's like, your body's still going to look like your body. And it's like, that's why it's good to not compare yourself or have mirrors in the gym and just like focus on what you can do and like your strengths and your weaknesses. Cause it's like, you can't morph into, as you said, like a girl that's 5'11" who's like very lean because that's just not who you are which is dope exactly. it's like just lean into you and be stoked about how you look and how strong you are and what you can do yeah and and that truly like that perspective I'm still working on it I'll be honest like like the girl body image struggle is so real and like I go online to shop for clothes and everybody's skinny and I was telling Ben this too like there's no in between it's like there's either like the plus size models where we're trying to like normalize different body shapes. And then there's mm. skinny girls. There's nobody who mm. looks like me. <laughs> there's nobody who's like a little bit thicker, but muscular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it's just really like the mental game is so tough, but, but like CrossFit has truly, it sparked the beginning of the change of how I felt about my body mm. to stop just trying to be skinny and actually like, I want to break 200 pounds with my back squat. I want to break 245 with my deadlift. Like, I 
I want to do 10 pull-ups in a row. Like these are the things I'm thinking about. I'm, there was a time when I was counting macros. And those are process goals. Those are process goals. Process goals are like a million times better than like any kind of like subjective, like like if you can do 10 pull-ups, like I can't do 10 pull-ups, you know what I mean? Like 10, like that's, that's something to be proud of. But it's like, if you look a certain way on a Tuesday and then you look a different way on Saturday, yeah, it's like, like damn, what are you, you know, you're going to run yourself in circles yeah. trying to maintain Pl- an image. Plus you add on to like the female cycle with that, where there's literally times of the month where we're more bloated mm. hormonally. It's like, yeah, you're fighting a losing battle. If you're like, I'm going to size down in my jeans. It's like buy clothes that fit your fluctuations. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's, like, it's, it's so real. I feel like loose clothes, like this is kind of totally Thank goodness topic, they're in style. But like loose clothes are in style and I couldn't yeah, look, be more here for it. Yeah, it's like, it's they're just more <laughs> comfortable. I mean, yeah. there's a time for like, like, like tight fitting pieces, but it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll never wear like baggy, like running shorts. Well, like, it, yeah. Yeah. And for that's a, that specific situation. Yeah. And for women, like we've been saying, it's just so much better to be strong and capable than skinny. Like mm. when I have babies, I want to have muscle. Like I, <laughs> and yeah. I don't, you know, yeah, you want to be, you want to be sitting on that table, like deadlifting a baby at me. Yeah. <laughs> And it's inspiring because like there are women who will work out at the gym until they're like eight months pregnant. Like if you've been doing CrossFit and you get pregnant, you can keep doing CrossFit and like, it's a long recovery process after, but like a couple months after the baby's born, the women come back and they bring their babies and like, they're working out and it's really good to have strong, a strong abdominal wall when mm-hmm. you get pregnant. Yeah, like, that's what you're pushing with, right? Like yeah. And like, if you don't your... have a strong abdominal wall, you're in more danger of splitting your abs, which there's a, there's a term for it, but I know some people are, it's happened. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's essentially like a hernia. It's like an abdominal hernia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that doesn't go away. Ooh. Like mm-hmm. you can, I think there are some surgical processes you can do, but like, yeah, there's just so many benefits to the woman's body in particular, I think. And that's like, that's what I'm aiming for. Cause like in a couple of years, I'll Lord willing have some kids, yeah. <laughs> Like, but I'm going to keep working out and I'm going to like model to them, you know, a healthy balance of like fitness level. Yeah. I think what you said about like the models on like online shopping and things like that, it kind of makes me wonder like i i feel like everyone no matter what they look like look at i mean depending on like what extreme you're on yeah well they'll look at that page and be like oh there's no one that looks like me because at the end of the day we're always like our only we are kind of like our own you know like compass for that and i think like dysmorphia and body dysmorphia it's it doesn't matter how good you actually objectively look you'll always feel like yeah you're not good enough because the reality is there's always going to be someone stronger or like leaner or more attractive in your own mind than Mm -hmm. you because like we we know ourselves the best we're our own worst critics Mm -hmm. and I love like what you said about just leaning into like when you find something you're good at it doesn't matter like what it really makes you look like because if you have a niche 
you're gonna like be a reflection of that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always gonna look like a distance runner as yeah. long as I'm a distance <laughs> runner. And that's like good. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. I just literally, I literally do not care. Like there are some runners, ultra runners that are so lean. It looks like you could stick them with a pin and they would deflate. Like, <laughs> like you would die. Like I, you could crumple. I could snap your arm in half. Yeah. They're so skinny. And like, yeah. that's just their, but that's their body type. And like, for me, I carry more body fat than like the average distance runner, but I can still run faster than that might be your advantage. Yeah. I mean, like I have something to go, you know, but I mean, at a certain point, like a certain distance and a certain like type of race you have to be you know paper thin but like at the end of the day it's not like you said it's not about that yeah and it like you said it does show up in some sports more like bends in the climbing world and like lower body fat is a big deal for a lot of people because they're hauling themselves up a cliffside that also (laughs) looks like a bodybuilder though so (laughs) yeah you know what's crazy about ben is like even considering his height because he's a little taller than heather yeah like his hands are humongous which i'm like did they get bigger from rock climbing (laughs) i don't think it works like that but i'm like you were like you were designed to do this because a your core strength is insane b your hands are huge even though he doesn't have like the length of alex honnold right like super Mm -hmm. tall right he still can climb super gracefully because it's like he was kind of designed for that and it's like you find that thing that sticks yeah and just lean into it i was just gonna say i think he's a great example of like you should never look at somebody and be like man that'd be nice because it's like he does do rock climbing and his body's developed from rock climbing and he looks insane like he's low body (laughs) fat his jack his back is jacked like his forearms his biceps everything's huge so you look at adam and uh, ben had a really intimate uh, but it's like you look at him and it's like i'm bodybuilding but naturally i'm a skinnier guy so for me to be like compact and built like he almost looks like a wrestler he looks like he could have wrestled in college like he just like is built like that like i could never look at that and be like dang it dude like but i just know like that's just not how i'm built and that's okay i'm built a different way and it's like you can't just pick and choose things you wish you had but it's like that's not really how it works adam it's like if you rock climbed i would probably look more like honald if i rock climbed compared to him because i have longer arms and i would just like start leaning out but it's like he can do the exact same activity, eat the exact same way, and he's going right. to look like that. So right. it's like, it's just a pointless battle to even chase. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's like, that's the joy too of something like CrossFit. And I like, I always encourage people to give it a try because CrossFit does have so many different movements. Like we do a lot of rowing, we do mm. biking, we run, we we do gymnastics for everyone like we do at. barbell stuff so it's yeah there's kind of like this range and then yeah like I've pretty much got some of that weight stuff down other than other than like bringing my my you know PRs up but now I'm like this year I want to like do more pull-ups I want to maybe get a muscle up like do some more handstand stuff like the gymnastics side is what I want to work on now and and I've discovered like I definitely don't eat enough protein. And that's like my number one nutrition goal for the year is like eat enough protein because they say everything falls into place, but I'm, I'm skeptical, but I just need to do it. (laughs) Yeah. You need to like eating enough protein needs to be like an intentional battle. Like it's not easy. It's crazy. I don't even, I probably don't even get like 30 grams. You're not even close. Sean. I've, I've looked at what you eat and then I've been like, Sean, 
Dude, seriously? <laughs> well, tell us your secret, Adam. What's your secret to Getting enough protein? Enough protein. Uh, you eat a lot. I mean, I think my biggest thing is it's like, it's great. As you said, protein shakes are great. Protein shakes aren't <laughs> bad either. Like people are like, oh, protein shakes are gonna, I mean, I've had like my sisters tell me they're like protein shakes. Will they make me big? And I'm like, no, it's like a hundred calories and 25 grams of protein. It's a great way to supplement. But then every single meal you eat should be a protein base every single meal. So it's like, if I yes. have oats, it's going to be mixed with protein powder. It's going to be pros. And then it's like, okay, my next meal is going to be eggs as the centerpiece. Yeah. Pros. It's going to be eggs as the centerpiece with probably more protein on the side, but it's like, and then you add the carbohydrates, yeah. but it's like the main thing should be the protein. And then you backfill from there. It's just yeah, like totally. the, a, a meal is not a bagel and cream cheese. The beauty of the, like, protein as like the base is that like adam knows and everyone who's listened to any episode of when the going gets tough knows that like my diet is heavily focused on like healthy fats and fats are always associated with protein Mm. hey american heart association maybe there's a reason for that (laughs) maybe it's because healthy fats with good protein is a really like powerful source of energy yeah as opposed to like protein and like really cheap synthetic yeah and i'm how vegans or vegetarians do it like it's crazy i mean there's so much protein in a four ounce steak or four ounces of chicken like there's 40 grams in four ounces of chicken yeah (laughs) like how where is that coming from if you're plant-based i don't understand (laughs) it's all it's like supplement derived i know but then what my thing is like what are those supplements i mean i guess you could do pea protein but what's your favorite type of protein is it pea or whey or what whey but then the thing with plant-based protein is not as bioavailable i always tell this to people but it's like yes it's good like your body will digest it but even if you have whey protein you can't absorb all the protein all the time but you're even less likely to do that in plant-based because when's the last time you ate enough peas to have 25 grams of protein from peas it's like a gallon of peas yeah exactly so it's like you break it down into like a super hyper focused like plant-based protein out of it versus like okay i've eaten 25 grams of protein from greek yogurt all the time and whey protein's not that far off from that so it's like my body's used to that and that's just what's easier for me so when it goes to bioavailability of protein it's animal based so like meats and then it's dairy and those are like the top two so it's like that's what i would say try to get your sourcing from but yeah. like you can't have quinoa and chickpeas are great too and legumes and stuff, but also those are like inflammatory a lot of times. And can yes, cause I know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we're, since we're doing the whole 30, it's like technically dairy, but, um, but we're trying to eat enough yeah, meat and eggs and um, we'll probably go back after the whole 30 to like whey protein and, mm-hmm. and like raw milk and stuff. And we get all our meat locally because we don't want to have like the hormones from uh, just like standard uh, industrial farming, yeah, <laughs> industrial farm. meat. So, yeah, but it's honestly not that much. That I would encourage people like shop local. Like I get a dozen eggs for five dollars, and they're completely free range, and that's cheaper than Kroger. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. That's advice. a side. This is that's another conversation. That's Sorry. <laughs> No, you're fine. That's fine. I but, think it's great advice. But yeah, I follow. think. Yeah, what happens? I th- yeah, what happened for me with CrossFit was like I already was kind of nutritionally interested, 
But I was, like I said, I did more sort of like the fasting and just like, no, don't eat a lot. And the beauty is like, when you are working out regularly, you're not necessarily counting your calories, but you are, you will perform better if you get enough protein and Mm. you cut out like alcohol and sugar and et cetera. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I I can definitely feel it. If I've, if I've had wine the night before and then I'm trying to do a workout of the day, isn't that good? (laughs) I have something to say that is like, probably goes against everything we just talked about but Uh-oh. i i don't know if i've told this story before i had this i one of the most incredible runs of my entire life um I, the night before it was after a bunch of my friends and i had graduated from college and my friend's mom gave us money for steak and we went to like walmart and the most big fuck a bunch of them and then we made like an absurd amount of like craft mac and cheese like i'm talking multiple gallons of craft mac and cheese and then we got a box of like box wine and like <laughs> ate a ton of steak ate multiple bowls of mac and cheese had multiple glasses of wine i'm thinking to myself i'm supposed to meet my friend at 6 tomorrow to run in the summer, it's hot. And I was like, this is a horrible combination. Now, I don't know why, but the next day, it was the best run I've <laughs> ever been on in my entire life. And Loki, maybe it was the protein. Even though it was dirty protein, it was like a lot of protein. And I literally felt like I was soaring. I felt like an absolute euphoria. I think genuinely it was probably just a combination of like just absurd carb loading and then like a lot of protein and I don't probably help me, but it helped me fall asleep. And yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I think that I mean, run was absurd. Wine's more carbs. I was just gonna say wine's more carbs. I mean, that's just like carb load on carb load. Yeah, an, I just I felt like I had rocket fuel. If I had gone for more than an hour, I probably would have yeah, started to feel horrible, but there yeah. is something, there's some funny, like you can, it, it's all like, you know, I don't know. It's just when it comes to like diet and experience, it's like so personal to yeah. each one of us that like, I know that's not good for me long-term. I'm never going to do that again, probably. <laughs> but in those small instances, you can almost start to believe like, oh, this is good for me because it provides like immediate results. But then like, if you think about the long game. Yeah. Well, I, I will say there's something about like, a highly like the craft mac and cheese like it is probably pretty easy for your body to break down in a surprising way like yeah. think about how like to an extent manufactured those things are yeah. to be the simplest form of digestible like sugar in a can. you know what i mean well, yeah. that's what i'm saying so it's like your body can just process it immediately as sugar and it's like sometimes it's like if i know i'm sugar tanking and i'm like mid-workout i'm not gonna intra workout like or intra workout intra consume like an apple for my entry, like my mid workout carb. It's like, I'm going to eat Sour Patch Kids yeah. or I'm going to have Swedish fish because you're going to have something that your body immediately hits your bloodstream and just goes. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's interesting. Like, I think there is sometimes a time and place for like that type of stuff. I mean, Ironman athletes, like probably the biggest, most used, it's not for hydration. I guess it's for hydration, but one of them is Coke and water. You do Coca-Cola yeah. diluted with water and you drink that the whole Ironman. 
and you won't bonk out because you're having sugar constantly. Yep. And it's like Chris McCormick, like one of the best Ironman athletes who could not win an Ironman then won three in a row, had complex nutrition, like gel hydration things. And then one dude's like, dude, stop, just do Coke and water. And he won three Ironmans doing Coke and water. Wow. They're like, so, spend less money and win. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's like a time and place for everything, but I agree. Like if you're to eat that every single meal, every single day, you're going to be miserable. You're going to feel like, yeah, oh, yeah. it makes me think. Yeah. It makes me think of Appalachian trail hikers too. Like my friend Corinne hiked a bunch of the trail and the stuff that hi hikers eat is like crazy. Like, I mean the Snick like Snickers bars, you know, yeah, it's, it's like candy. Jelly. Yeah. And they but they still are so lean and strong, but it's yeah. like, they need that immediate fuel. I think that's, what's so funny about, well, I want, I want to go out on a limb and say like, just anecdotally, I think like Americans have nutrition so backwards. Like if we didn't have so much processed food in our diet, maybe that like sour patch kid mid workout or coke and water wouldn't work and we have this like like i think we would i mean those those things are still gonna work for you like let's say you're living somewhere in like some obscure place in europe where you're like everything is local to you you're not getting imported food whatever and that, like you're just eating what's available and then you drink a coke like yeah it's still gonna give you an insane rush mm -hmm. but i think like To a certain extent, we just kind of have like have it bass backwards when it comes to like what we eat because we don't eat things that are designed to give like long term energy and then our bodies become dependent on those short bursts and then it's just like always trying to keep. I think that's like true. it's like it's like building a fire with little sticks. You never put logs on. It. You're just always throwing more like pieces of straw yeah. and like you know yeah. or pouring cardboard on the fire. Like oh, I'm just gonna keep it going with cardboard when you need you just need logs like i think i experienced that when i started doing the high fat diet i was like wow i'm satiated for so long granted there was a lot more protein in my diet too but i was just so satiated because what i was eating was so dense and it takes mm. so long to break it down yeah and that was very specific for my endurance exercise like if i was going into like explosive lifting movements i probably would want to add more carbohydrates into the mix but yeah I, I do it agree is, with you. It is like, it's funny because I think like people think, oh, if you hike the AT, you're, you're healthy. Or if you're an ultra runner, you're really like, like there's this kind of misconception that like fitness is the same thing as healthiness. When it's like the people who are the fittest probably have some of the worst habits, like health and longevity wise of anyone on the planet. Like one of the best ultra runners in the world was like reportedly eating a pizza and drinking at least two beers every single day. Yeah. And it worked for him and that's totally fine. I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying if I did that, I would be a very unwell person. Well, and I think your age starts to affect it as well. Like I said, I'm 30. And so I'm like, okay, I, as I get older because of female hormones and everything, like I'm not going to bounce back. Like I used to, <laughs> or like things might, like my joints might start to hurt. Like inflammation is a more, real struggle and and like I'm not competing right now I'm not going to these I'm, I'm I am I have more of the longevity in mind so I do want my diet I'm at this point in my life I want to 
shape my like taste and my diet habits to be sustainable and healthy for me. Like what I eat now, I want to be good for me in like 30 years. Mm. Mm. Long game. So yeah, I've started playing more of the long game. Whereas when I was doing CrossFit five days a week, it was like river mom pizza once a week. It was like yeah. water dog burger. Like whatever I could get my hands on. And yeah. I looked really good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's calories in calories out. What, yeah. It doesn't matter how you twist it. It's like, that's what it's going to be. So mm-hmm. as you said, like you could eat, if you're burning 2000 calories and you eat 1500 calories of Krispy Kreme every day, you're still going to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be a certain point where that nope. stops working. Nope. It doesn't. It's, it's thermodynamic, Sean. You can talk to Newton about it, but I mean, I'm just saying that's literally how it works. I mean, I think at a certain point, there's so much going on with your. I mean, we don't. We're not. We're not educated enough to like even debate about this. But I think there <laughs> is right. like a lot. Yeah, of, Adam knows more than us. A lot of endocrine, like hormonal things that happen over time with insulin resistance, where totally. like. Yeah. You'd probably just get diabetes. No, yeah. I mean, you'd be messed up, but you're not going to gain weight. Right. And for that's a certain where, amount of time, and, I think. And that's why I would say I am healthier now with 30% body fat than yeah. I was last two summers ago with 25% body fat. Mm-hmm. Because my, my, my headspace is better. I can lift more now than I could then. And I am eating better. Yeah. You feel like you have more energy throughout the day? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I, I think that's something that's super important for people to hear, too. I've talked about this before, but, like, when I got really into lifting after my freshman year of Liberty, I, like, went all out that summer, and I was working a construction job as well. So I was, like, lifting a ton, but, like, in reality, I weighed 168 pounds, 165 pounds, and, I mean, I looked ridiculous. I was, I think, 10%, if not below 10%, intermittent fasting till, like, two, 12 or 2 o'clock every single day. Like, it looked diced. It was, like, crazy. But I'm tired all the time. I'm, like, always kind of hungry. And You're probably it's like, always sore. Exactly. And I wasn't able to lift heavy. My joints, like, couldn't really handle, like, a lot of load. And it's, like, now I'm 185, 187 pounds. So it's, like, it's, like, almost 20 pounds. I still am like, I'm like 10 to 50, I'm like 15% body fat now, probably. So like abs are a little bit cloudy, but like I can still peek at them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, but but it's like at the end of the day, I can lift way heavier. So I'm able to get stronger and actually progressively overload versus just like getting a pump and maintaining what I already have. And it's like, that's just a healthier spot to be in. And then yeah. I can balance that with running now too, without being like totally drained because I have like yeah. fat reserves and other things like that to help. Right. Well, and that's another thing. Like I, so I do have a couple critiques of the CrossFit community, if I may. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> one, one, you do get those hyper obsessed, addicted people and to CrossFit. And it's like, if you're going to be addicted to something, sure. Yeah. Totally. Be addicted to your daily CrossFit. But, um, but I like other activities. Like I like climbing with Ben. I like going on long walks or bike rides. Like haven't been on a run in a while, but I know I can, I know I can mm-hmm. go out and run a couple miles and feel okay. And I like hiking. So, and I honestly love yoga. Like yoga makes me feel amazing. Even just doing 20 to 30 minutes a day. And so I would just, I think like, unless you're truly just like you're competing and you're hoping to, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of move up and I mean, you can make money off competitions, but like, unless you're competing, I think 
just like I do CrossFit so that I can do other activities that I love, like Mm -hmm. climbing. And, and, um, and that's what I would encourage people is like, I think you can get kind of stuck and maybe depends on the person, but if like you're doing CrossFit for CrossFit sake, that's what I was doing. And it got a little wonky in my head, but when I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing this because I want to do other stuff. Mm -hmm. And like I said, longevity, I want to be able to pick up my kids. I want to be able to haul my groceries up the stairs. I can, like, I can lift really heavy things and that's awesome. Like, that's why I show up three days a week, at least. And you're doing something that like every time you show up, especially when you don't feel like it, it's, you're doing something that builds confidence in your, you're building confidence in yourself, your ability to do hard things. Yeah. And that translates into every other aspect of life. Mm-hmm. And when you're not, unfortunately, the way the world works is like, when you stop, you get really dull. Like when you're not sharp, you're not sharp, period. And it never ends. Like the game, yeah. it never, you never age out of like, oh, I finally done CrossFit long enough yeah. to just always stay sharp. It's like, no, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, if, if we want to be like well-rounded people, we're always going to have to have something that we do that is hard and good for us because it's just like, that's part of being a whole human. Yeah. That's like the foundation. And then like, I can go out and play tennis or I can go out and climb. And like, those things aren't my exercise. They're my recreation, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, because we live sedentary lives and I don't walk six miles a day anymore. (laughs) I I'm, I'm yeah. Working out and, and for me, the formula of CrossFit works. Like I have a coach. They, I, all I have to do, the only willpower I need is to show up. Mm-hmm. And once I'm there, they tell me what to do. I get a bunch of dopamine hits because my friends are like, yeah, go Heather. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel great afterwards. I did something hard. Yeah. Um, it ended it. I mean, it's a time commitment. Like it's a time commitment because the one hour really turns into two hours between showering and eating. So you're looking at like at least six hours a week. Um, but again, that's only six How hours a week. How else do you want like, to use that time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like most of us think like, oh, where's most of our time go? Like if you're not working, you're probably just on your phone or like, you know, maybe you have good reading habits or something. But I'm like, for most Americans, if you just think about like, our habits and lifestyle it's like what else what are we doing that's more important than that yeah yeah we don't live in an agricultural society anymore we aren't plowing fields every day like we need physical like you've said this before sean like the like the minute you stop moving it's a downward yeah you have to move every day yeah it's just part so so crossfit is like a super successful formula for that especially if you have limited time and mental energy like I don't have to pick out my workouts. I don't have to hire out a coach. And there's the tribe energy. And like, then, yeah. I feel like the tribe energy carries you on the days you don't. That you don't like want to go. Up. But that's one thing, like my second critique of CrossFit and maybe the fitness world in general is like, there is not a lot of talk or room for the female cycle. And like, I just wish that it was not taboo to be like, yo, I'm in my luteal phase. So I'm not going to lift this heavy today. Mm. Like literally the hormone cocktail in my body right now is making me like, I'm not as efficient as I was at yeah, the beginning of my cycle. Yeah. Like it's, and so the, the weeks that like, 
we retest our max weight and I'm about to start my period, I'm like, frick. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to like, I don't know if I'm going to PR today. Um, so I just wish there was a little more, like, I think it's becoming more of a thing where women are acknowledging like, oh, at this point in my cycle, it's actually better for me to do some like low and slow movement. Um, so like for me, literally, this is what happens to my brain. In my second half of my cycle towards like the end, I don't want to go to CrossFit. There's something in my brain that's like, you should quit CrossFit. <laughs> and I, yeah. and I just have to go and like, go easier on myself. Like for me towards the second half of the month, like I just literally, if I just show up, I'm proud of myself and I don't go heavy and I don't go hard. Like I just move my body. Wads are not long. They're like 15 to 20 minutes, 25 tops. I'm like, just move, just move for 20 minutes. Doesn't matter what weight is on your bar. Like mm. nobody's looking at you. And if they are like, they can get over it. <laughs> yeah. Something that happens is like, people are always like, you're stronger than you think you're stronger than you think. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I know what day it is. It's day 20. <laughs> yeah. And also it's like, sometimes it's like that might lead to an injury that doesn't need to happen stronger yeah. than you think. It's like, yeah, that's great. But I can just tell today's not the day. Today's it's like the same. Day. If you were to go into a workout sore and they're like, Oh, like you're sore. Say you went on a run or you went rock climbing, your quads and hamstrings are already sore. And they're like, today's max back squat day. You're probably going to be like, today's not max back squat day for me. Cause I'm going to mm. get hurt. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, obviously I don't, I can't make a valid comparison. Cause I don't understand, but like, still it's like, when you know your days, your day, you know, but when it's not, you also have mm -hmm. an instinct of when it's not. Yeah. So I, yeah, exactly. And like you said, like I do, I think guys can try to understand, but there will always be that sort of experiential knowledge block. But for me with, when I'm talking to women at the gym, I like talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm in my luteal phase. Like my period just started. I'll just talk about it because I want that to be more normal and not weird because it's the same, like you said, it's the same thing as like, I got a bad night's sleep. I'm really sore. Like I'm on my yeah. period. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think what you're, where it's like, it wasn't brought up. I think that lifting is becoming more and more popular and weightlifting in general for women. Like, I don't know if it's like, but like CrossFit and other activities like that, where it's the group setting, it's a good introduction. That's not as intimidating as you said, as going to the gym and hitting a machine for like weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's now becoming more normal for just like women's strength training in general. So like, hopefully it does become something because I think there's more women are going to be in the sport. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that is happening across like so many sports that there's just more women, like more women have more opportunities to compete. Like ultra running is a sport where like, it's, it's really big. Like the, just the idea of like the comparison between the genders and like the results like sometimes the results you're like, okay, yeah, like there's the physiological difference between men and women. And then sometimes you're like, okay, this distance is long enough. It doesn't matter. Mm. Like this woman is just destroying the men's field. Yeah. And I love seeing <laughs> that because it's awesome. And it's like, it's just, I mean, it's incredible, but then also it's like even more specifically, every single person is different. So a woman shouldn't compare herself to that girl who like can beat men because she's not her right and like mm -hmm. i don't know i think it is a really interesting time and i do think our society like i think america is obsessed with sports and performance we like we love we love to make movies about sports 
we love to make movies about winners and performance and like in those movies and in our culture all you ever highlight is like the person who wins or the person who Hmm. succeeds the most or performs the best when the reality is like that person had days where they just showed up and gave 20 percent like they they had months maybe years where they like weren't hitting prs weren't performing Mm -hmm. at their highest level but they didn't stop and i think that's the difference between them and other people besides genetics is like instead of putting up zero you put up something i mean i feel like that's that's the only way to get past that initial barrier yeah which is why jared was like come three days a week yeah or just come twice a week you know just come as much as you can even once is better than nothing nothing. yeah yeah and i think yeah for me i just don't want women to be like I wouldn't want a woman to feel bad because she's not doing four hit workouts a week yeah every single week like there might be a week yeah, where because of your cycle you don't want to do a hit workout you still lift weights but you're not like doing high impact you know heavy sweat movements mm-hmm. like you're just you're going on a walk you're doing yoga you're you're lifting but it's it's just like straight lifting versus yeah yeah. so that's my that would be my encouragement to women who like get into it it's like yeah track your cycle like it's gonna make a lot of sense of your energy levels Mm -hmm. that's cool I like that a lot yeah Zoe thinks about that a lot shout out my wife she she's always like looking at the calendar like on the rate and like thinking about races and she's like yeah oh like I'm gonna be (laughs) like this is the worst possible time Mm -hmm. for me to be in my cycle on the day of this race Mm -hmm. and then like you know there'll be a race where she's like this is like I hope that it's gonna give her that extra she's like I hope that like I don't get irregular between now and then because like this is perfect yeah and like she doesn't expect you know too much more of herself on those yeah it's like it's but I'm sure that's like frustrating well, and it's it's a marginal difference like it's not like I'm lifting 20 yeah. pounds less but if I'm trying to hit a five pound PR it might happen. make a difference yeah, it mm-hmm. honestly might so it's not like mar- yeah it's it's not going to be this huge margin of of like ability where she's yeah. like gonna win a race that she'd otherwise lose but it is it'll like take some you know 30 minutes off your time yeah. or something like that so yeah. So just being aware of that and then not beating yourself up for it. Yeah. Totally. Feeling like a failure. Mm-hmm. Cause that happened to me. I was, I was benching last, I think it was last summer. I hit 125 the week before our heavy test. And I was like, sweet, I'm going to get it. Like, I'm so going to get this. And I couldn't like, I was, it was 120 and I couldn't, I kept trying the five pounds more and I, I couldn't get it all yeah. the way up there. And it was, it was so frustrating. <laughs> so I was like last week I did 125. Heather, you should do a powerlifting meet. They have those. At, <laughs> they have those at Liberty. They have really? like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's back squat, deadlift, bench press. Oh, sweet. So it's like two of your favorite events. I don't know how much you like bench press, but you just bought that up. Actually, I do. I do like, I never thought I would. It feels when we do bench press, it feels the most like I'm in a broy gym. Yeah, like pretty broy. It's so broy. <laughs> the guys are putting like thirty fives on their bars, and all the girls have tens. And yeah, <laughs> but I'm weirdly hard, good at it. I don't even know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think like I think that would be like a cool challenge. Maybe not this year, but next year, like something to think about. Like if you're trying to hit maxes in those lifts specifically, like 
you could keep doing CrossFit and going doing wads and doing like your high intensity days to do your cardio, obviously, but then like maybe taking a focus on a powerlifting because it's like one of your two goals as you or two of your goals were two powerlifting lifts. Yeah. So it's like even if you're if you're pulling up heavy deadlift weight and heavy back squat uh, weight and then your bench press say is like middle of the field, it doesn't really matter if you get a complete rep to the judges because if your squat and deadlifts that much further ahead than everybody else in your group, it's like you still won the competition. So it's it's just something to think about. That could be a cool thing you could challenge yourself with. Yeah, yeah, like that. It was a good goal. And yeah, I mean, you guys have talked about it on the podcast before like goals are goals are good <laughs> like yeah. having yeah. a race on the calendar or a competition or it, something it definitely puts a fire under you yeah. when you don't feel like showing up yeah so it's not sense. i mean i wish i wasn't so dependent on it to be like to stay healthy or to stay active but sometimes life is crazy you have to have that structure of mm-hmm. like there's a deadline you know it's like it's like anything, like if you're going to write a book, you need to give yourself a deadline. You're never going to write it if you don't know like, oh, this is when it's due, right? Mm-hmm. Like I used to never do homework until the hour before it was due. And I'm not, I'm not saying that was great, but I mean, you you perform when it's like you only have <laughs> you get the a couple of days or a couple of weeks to get it done. So, well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. This has been super fun. Yeah, if any any women out there want to talk to me about CrossFit, hit me up. I'm stoked because we talked about lifting. I think you're like, yeah, I love having a guest. I can talk about lifting. (laughs) Um, But I think just in general, if any women listen and like want to talk about lifting, like I think you would be a great resource. I mean, you like entered into it with zero experience and then found like that you're really good at it, which is dope. And then you really like it. So yeah. Yep. Totally. Badass. Yeah, it makes me feel it beast mode. Beast mode. What it's all about. <laughs> beast mode, Heather. Change yeah, and then it's really funny looking at my like, like seriously funny looking at the wedding photos because it's like I d- I wore this like deep V on the back on my back, and there's like these dance photos, and you just see my muscles. You see the Christmas tree, and everybody's like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. That's badass, though. But it's like, yeah, that's still feminine. Like, I still feel feminine. Yeah. I still feel like a woman. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We just got to get Sean picking up some heavy stuff. I think I, I'm writing in my program for 20. Dude, I'm wait, I've been waiting for that program. For I like- know. I know. You got to hold me more accountable. That's on yeah. me. Yeah. So, and I guys. love, I mean, I know you're doing the why Sean, but there's something really empowering about free weights, like going in the gym, putting some weight on your dumbbell. Like, I don't know. Or barbell. Dumbbell. Your barbell. Yeah. Like. Well, it's like, it's, you're just lifting heavy. It gets your yeah. central nervous system involved. It's different than just like a machine dude look at this freaking you see that it's like it's a little (laughs) bit different than that it's like holy crap i'm shaking my nose might be bleeding and i just pull a deadlift yeah 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 and i'll say i know we're wrapping up but i'll say too sorry i like i love you're fine um it is crazy when you realize what your what a limit is and like what a heavy single actually is because Mm. i used to like the first six months i'd throw some weight on throw some weight on the bar and I'd be like that felt heavy yeah mm-hmm. and then my coaches would say that looked easy that looked easy and I'm like what are you talking about it felt heavy I don't know what you're talking about and I remember the first time that I lifted and I hit it, it was a it was a back squat and Phil who's always pushing me told me to put more weight on put a we put a belt on I'd never used a belt before and it was 145 and I 
I remember sort of hitting is almost like you hit this barrier and then you're, you're kind of like, you could drop it, but then you, you push through it. And it's like, someone's kind of has their hands on your shoulders and you're like stuck. And then you just, the grind, you so you're push, grinding, you're grinding yeah. and I'm pushing against the belt and I push through it and I stand up and like, I'm shaking. I have so much adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> it's because like, you don't so know hard. if you can do it for a second. Yeah. There's a, a second, second where you're, like, you're, yes. Oh, this is sticky. Well, there's like, there's like that pause, the pause mid lift is what not a lot of people expect. They expect even the hard rep, as you said, to be smooth and continuous where it's like in the last rep, a lot of time there's the, and as you said, it's like the pause. Yeah. And like in that moment, it's like, I'm either going to fail right now or I'm going to like literally sit here and just gutturally push it until it goes up. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> hilarious. Awesome some feeling. of, yeah. Some of my, my PR videos, like you hear me go like, oh, yeah, literally <laughs> <laughs> because I'm pushing through. And it's like, when you know what that feels like, this whole world opens up oh, to you awesome. of like, it's awesome. I can do friggin' hard things. Push past failure. And once you do it for the first time, it's like, okay, I know what failure is now. That's a defined line in my head at this point. Like before I thought I knew, but it's like, no, it's way further. Yeah. Down. And I used to be scared. Like I would, I would get to that point where I could push through and then my coaches would want me to try a little more, but I didn't want to fail. But mm -hmm. at this point I have had to bail from some different lifts and and yeah, it's like, okay, it, that, even that is good mentally to try something that you don't hit. And Ben pushes me when we're climbing. He he says yeah, like- Yeah, that's big in climbing. He always says, he says, don't call for take. Like go for the move. And if you fall, I've got you. Like mm. if you fall, it's okay. But at least you went, you went for it. Yeah. yeah. So. I, re I relate to that heavy in both areas. Like <laughs> in climbing, I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm done. I'm cool. I'm done. I'm done. This is terrifying. I'm done. But then yeah. like lifting is the same way too. It's like- you almost have to get comfortable with just the feeling of the weight. Like sometimes even putting it on your back or lifting it off the rack for like a bench press and just feeling the pressure of it. And then even though you know you're going to fail, it's just still good to feel it. Just so it's not like, oh my gosh, it's some mythical, terrifying thing. Yeah. It's like, oh no, it's just a weight. It's just pressure. It feels the same as everything. It's just a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's not, it's not a failure if you miss it. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's, it's just a, that's just a benchmark that you work towards. I mean, I, not to like try to like insert some runnings into this. Uh, no, I will say like <laughs> in, in kind of a parallel, there's like the same feeling on, especially for me, if I'm doing intervals or if I'm doing any kind of track workout where like, yes, like when we had Lee Jarvis on the podcast, we talked about this. We're like, you the reps where you want to stop, right? The one, like you, let's say we set out like there, for example, one day we set out to do 10, 800s at like, I don't know. It was like 80 or 90% of, you know, it was probably 80% of our like mile, not like all out mile PR, but like mile PR on a given week. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and I remember doing the first three and being like, how the hell am I going to do seven more? Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't even want to try to do the fourth one. This mm -hmm. is ridiculous. I don't want to do this. And then I remember being like, Lee, I don't know if I'm like, I'm going to try to keep up with you, but I just don't know what's going to happen. And he was like, just see if you can do the next one. Like, just see if you can the do the next one. The yeah. Fourth mm -hmm. one. And then like that rep, the fourth one, I was like, okay, I really wanted to stop after that. And then the fifth one, I was like really trailing behind him. And then I was like, you know what? There's only like, I'm already over halfway. 
Yeah. And I started to actually like my performance started to go back up. I started yeah. to stick with him. My times were, you know, the same or better than when I started because you it's, and that's where all of the, I think, I don't know if like scientifically if this is true, but I would like to think that like when you get to that grindy part of the yeah. like back squat where you're like, you pause and you're like, I don't know, there's a second of doubt. And then you push through the doubt. I think in that moment, the like neurological body connection it's like you said it's like floodgates literally are opening we were like it's a i had a fight. mental block i pushed through it and like now this is like a new world that i'm allowed to enter into that i can mm-hmm. like i can hang out in this space where i feel the weight and it's like for some reason it's not going up and i'm not gonna quit yet and then you just push through like that's the same on those like 800 reps where you're like man like the reps where you're like, I want to give up is when like that work that you do in those moments is worth like 40 times the yeah. value of the, the growth occurs. In the first one. Yeah. And that happens in the wad too. Cause you'll have reps of things and you're like, I'm supposed to do this combination 10 times. And this is number four and I'm dying. But then you get past five, like it, same thing happens for me. The fifth and sixth rounds are like the middle rounds or my lowest performance and then it picks back up because I'm like it's almost over it's so mental I feel like in that that space but. but I'll say too like for CrossFit I used to be a lot higher on the leaderboard for the wads and right now I'm like at the bottom every single time for time but my lifts are still really heavy so it's kind of mm-hmm. like yeah. okay I put my energy into the lifts and then I get a really good workout but I'm not like I'm I'm not blowing by anybody <laughs> in the well, wad. I think that's like a good parallel of like if you see somebody lifting heavy weight at bad form, you're like that's not impressive. But versus if you see somebody with like moderate weight with like pristine form, getting full depth and coming up cleanly, it's like that's way more impressive in my eyes. So it's like once yeah. again, if you're pulling more weight for probably cleaner reps than a lot of other people, it's like well, who's the person chucking around 135 with no form? Like it's yeah. A, everything's relative so yeah and they might be faster at like box jumps than me but i don't care because i'm lifting heavier (laughs) yeah exactly exactly everybody's got their strength yeah yeah exactly yeah well this is awesome yeah boom oh push through that's the the final takeaway for today go one more go one more oh not the nick bear no when the reps get sticky just don't give up don't think about nikki yeah, and don't be scared of CrossFitters. They're not as scary as they look. They're really nice. All the CrossFitters yeah, I know are super They all nice. have nose rings. They're also nice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you totally wanted a nose ring in college. Oh, yeah, I know. I wore a fake one. <gasps> he did. Put up yeah. a pic. I don't have one. I don't want to share a pic of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was Nothing funny. against nose rings for guys, yeah. but... Pagers well, thanks it. for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for coming. That was fun. Yeah. Cool. I think next we have to get Ben on. Yeah, Ben would be a good one. That would Mr. be Mr. Hubby. Yeah. It'd be fun back to back. Yeah. Definitely make that happen. He can tell you about his CrossFit experience, which was wildly different than mine. <laughs> I believe it. I made him come with me a couple times. He doesn't he doesn't come anymore. <laughs> He's like, I like my rocks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, he and he'll take his time in the gym. Like he likes lifting weights, but like it's rushed. like low and slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I lift weights too. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks again, you <laughs> yeah. mother toughers. Yeah, thanks, baby. Man. Thanks <laughs> for the family. listen. We'll see you next week. Tough things. Bye. Bye. Bye.